host Eleni. And it's Katie, and this is Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Happy almost new year. Oh, wait. Uh, Habaragani. What's today? Oh, we're still in the middle of class. That reminds me, though, of um, what's going on with Eastman. <laughs> Which I wasn't gonna oh. talk about. Wait, is that a thing for real? Wasn't that group chat? Yeah, that was a thing. Like um, they made an article about it and stuff. No, not yet. It's news. They, no, 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 it's not news. I, that just reminded me when you said that because I was like, um, yeah. But anyway, I've already got a drama. Drama. Yeah. Cooperative economics. But, oh, by the time it, this comes out, it won't be a drama anymore. It'll be Nia. So, Nia, purpose. Happy Nia. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, but just in case y'all y'all wondering what happened at Yisman. Basically, I, I haven't really been on Instagram like that. I signed in because I have a thing coming up that I needed to be on Instagram for. But it was funny because oh, the day, the work event that I'm going to tonight we decided we were going to encourage people to come through mm. Instagram. That sort of thing. That's why. Um, anyway. Mm. Hmm, what? Nothing. Hmm, what? You, I'm, I'm just happy you got stuff you got to log into Instagram for. I'm just happy You're you constantly logged into Instagram. Doing nothing. Yes. You literally have your figuring out Katie Instagram, Classical Box Instagram, and your personal Instagram. I spend most time on my personal Instagram. Okay. This was on my personal Instagram as well. This is pointless. Anyway, um, <laughs> basically, they Eastman posted a picture of um, a student wearing a dashiki saying Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> um, and he was uncomfortable with it because he does not celebrate Kwanzaa, nor does he know anything about it. Um, the funny, the, the, the craziest part about that to me was that they probably looked at that picture and were like, this is perfect. <laughs> Whose idea was that? <laughs> Eastman, they've been they've been messing up all year. That was God, what the f- they've been messing up all year long. That was just ignorant. That's what it was. It was just ignorant. Like, <laughs> wow. Oh know, yeah, somebody because they just don't know anything about Kwanzaa and like okay, somebody typing real fast for for Monday. And and the thing is like. You can you can put Kwanzaa like last year I remember they posted a picture of a Kanara that said Happy Kwanzaa and that was it okay then, but the fact that like I don't know just not all black, although I think black people all black people should celebrate Kwanzaa not all black people celebrate Kwanzaa or even know what Kwanzaa right. is or about so mm-hmm. <laughs> that was just yikes Eastman yeah. who so, idea was the, you know I could think of a couple people that might could have been so yeah so the bs the bsu is issuing a statement or whatever this week so are they for real yeah i read they it about to, oh you know i love me some miss i can't wait we'll be waiting expeditiously <laughs> they're asking i think for like a public apology and some something over oh, i'm gonna be on the edge of my seat see and now and wait. you left the group chat now I look at you <laughs> and, and we'll leave again <laughs> okay she'll be yeah, adding no you back business. just for this you might you, nah because uh, never mind I ain't gonna say that on here but um 
I'm when I started getting messages about where the meeting was, and I'm sitting in my apartment. That's when I I, 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 I could see it. Well, actually, yeah, I rarely ever leave group chats, but Facebook did me dirty though. They had to say Katie has left the group chat. <laughs> yep, and, and then, then everybody me. after you. <laughs> Suck for that. A bunch of people. <laughs> Marcus so there. That's Marcus. Happy, good for him. Wow. I don't need to be in there. Y'all talking about, y'all talking about where, where, who bringing the the rotel? I don't need to be in there for that. Okay, they are not talking about that. <laughs> they talking about who bringing the arugula and hummus. Like, hummus and slaps and arugula. Oh, hummus and arugula together. Okay, let's see now. Hold on. <laughs> hummus is so good. It is so underrated. I don't think so. I don't think hummus is under. People love hummus. I don't think it's underrated. People, I feel like I've run into more people who don't like hummus than like hummus. Really? Texture, look, yeah. Oh, well. It's kind of great. Where I work. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot of people love hummus. Hummus is so good. It goes well with so many things. You can use it as a salad dressing. Mm, it's so dip it thick for that. Yeah, you, you just, just massage it around too. Massa- like, okay. Till it goes. That's what it, these vegans be doing behind closed doors when massaging their salads. <laughs> Shut up! You, if you mix it around enough, it goes really. It it works well with a lot of things. Yeah, I guess if you depending on what type of lettuce you got. I'm over here thinking of a plate of arugula, but like if you got like some iceberg, some romaine, or something. Yeah, you, something you keep thick. mixing. Yeah, you keep mix, 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 mix. Works really nice to fake a Caesar salad, hummus. Um, works really nice with some kind of see, what makes it a Caesar salad is the Caesar dressing though. It's a hummus see, salad. I said I did say fake a Caesar salad. It's similar in taste. Really, hummus and I Caesar so. dressing? No, but you know how like if you have real Caesar salad, it don't be like that bottle junk. You know what I'm saying? Like think about Red Lobster Caesar salad. Uh, I don't. I've never had a Caesar salad from Red Lobster. Oh. My mom oh, had I nutritional rem- yeast on there. My mom um, nutritional yeast is the best thing I to ever happen to me. It doesn't sound honestly. appetizing. Oh. It doesn't sound appetizing at all. It sounds terrible. I remember yeast. I was watching some uh, some cooking show. And she was like, "Yeah, nutritional yeast. Sometimes we call it nooch." I was like, "You call it nooch? We call it nooch? Vegan stand up? Yup, nooch goes on that every sounds gross. Thing. It nooch. You, nooch you sounds nooch, like never mind. Don't say that." <laughs> This is a PG podcast. Mm. PG thirteen. Mm. PG twenty twenty. PG. Think so? PG nineteen. You think so? <laughs> no. Nah. Girl, we talk. What's inappropriate about strings? Nothing. There's been there's been some some little itty bitty. Yeah, some topics. Yeah. yeah. Here and here and there. But here and there. You could count on one hand, I think. Yeah. Meanwhile, we don't remember what we talked about last week, so people are counting on twenty hands. So, um, how do we even get here? Um, I don't know. Oh, we were talking about Eastman, and then we talked about hummus, and then you started talking about a Caesar a hummus salad. Um, yeah, Caesar salad, fake a heat. But what what makes it anyway, taste like Caesar? If it, if I it's don't hummus. know. It just like I don't know because I put the hummus on there. Let me tell you what I did. I don't know what I did. But what's so wrong with it? Why does it have to be a Caesar salad? It could just be a hummus salad. I don't understand. Cause you, I was faking the Caesar salad, so I was like, okay, put the hummus on there. I put some nooch. I put some black pepper, some garlic powder. I see what you and mean. I put, I, I put like a grilled Wegmans. The Wegmans got these like 
group uh, fake chicken things put that on top of there boy make you slap your mama alrighty then um yeah so that happened we'll see if they get their public apology and, and what they probably won't well they might they might care about their students yeah I mean probably. I'm sure they'll probably get a meeting they'll get a meeting and they'll be like we can I I, I will see I doubt they're gonna hop because no, I don't. Really. I don't think that's gonna happen. No public. They're not gonna hop on on Rihanna's internet talking about we apologize for X, Y, and Z because that means I have to admit what happened. No, that's because they deleted. They took the post down because by the time I went up to check, it was gone. Um, it took, that's probably the most they're gonna get, and maybe they some might formal email. Yeah, they might throw whoever posted it under the bus because I don't know who did it. Yeah, and it may, maybe they email student body. Do I still get them emails? I wonder if they will. Cause you know I want to be on the, you know I want to be on the end. I love <laughs> that was just so interesting to me when I saw that. I was just like, what? It's I don't know. Kind of stuff that make you. It's so weird. Like, why would y'all post that? Like, <laughs> wow. I mean, I, I, have, get, I have no problem huh? with them posting anything about Quanta. It's just the 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 post that they that they chose to. It was ignorant. Yeah, it was very ignorant. <laughs> I can't help but laugh because I can't help but laugh because it's like I'm just picturing when they saw that picture and were like, OMG, this is perfect. <laughs> oh my gosh. This is a prime example. If you had just one brown person in the room, that if wouldn't happen had, to you. And there isn't one. I mean, the only black person in administration at Eastman is um lee coons and he up 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 so he ain't dealing with stuff like that right so well this is what this is probably like admissions oh you know what? i want a name <laughs> she's seemed like the type though i'll tell you when it's doing oh i hope you're not talking about who i think you are because i like her i um, like her too but you know what this seemed like a mess up that mm-hmm. you know what Let's who else would it be we do <laughs> It could be admissions. <gasps> or oh, it could be. Nah, because nah. I don't know. They don't do social media. About. People in the dorms. Oh they don't nah. Do, they don't do so. Nah, they're not that dumb. I think admissions they, does does the social media. Admissions and probably like what's the other one? Not development. Oh, okay. Well the person I was thinking about wasn't is in development, so it's not her. Oh, okay. That's what you would think about. No, I was thinking about someone in admissions. Oh, okay, never mind. Okay, we're over here. What? Talking around in circles. Yeah. (laughs) How you gonna ask yourself what the news is? (laughs) No, I'm asking. I'm saying, like, they asking what's the news. Oh, I'm about to say, like, Lenny, you got the. Okay. News this week um, University of Maryland. What? My elbow hurt, just in case you care. See, I knew this would happen. Okay. This just in, Katie's elbow hurts. <laughs> That's the news this week. Um, University of Maryland music major is heartbroken over his stolen tuba. Um, I don't even know how I even. I have on December twenty. <laughs> December. Viola, then then I'm not looking at it. <laughs> December twenty second. Um, a UMD student named Colin Posterick left his tuba in the trunk overnight um 
All right, what's the next thing? He woke up on Wednesday and noticed someone had broken into his car. He said he was. What's de- the next one? He was devastated, <laughs> and then he just broke down. And then he said, "Quote the one you silver lining enough to leave your tuba in the car overnight." The one in silver lining. <laughs> okay, he said, "Quote the one silver lining is that the semester is over." And I was like, "I don't think you know what a silver lining That's is." What you- <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. We gotta go back. Let me gotta go back. I I have many. There are many things wrong with this. But the thing you thinking about is, first of all, oh wait, oh, hold on, okay, okay, okay. Your tuba was stolen, and the first thing you think about, well, at least I ain't got banned on me. Like, I'm, was that the only thing you want to use it for? Right. Like, just because you was a friend of, just because you, just because you're not in school, don't mean you don't need it. <laughs> oh my god. No, I mean, I feel bad because I don't. Okay. I feel no, I, I don't feel bit. as bad as I would obviously because obviously why did you leave your instrument in the car? If I could take my bass Overnight. out the car every single time, I I don't even go. I bring my bass into the restaurant with me. Like <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm like I don't. I'm so protective of my viola. Like the only time I would ever leave my viola in the car if I'm going literally three feet away from it. Like if I gotta mm-hmm. pay for parking, I'm gonna leave my viola in the car, pay for parking, and then literally and wherever. I go, my viola comes with me. People hate it. People who are not, especially people who are not musicians, they be like, oh, "Why don't you leave that drum?" <laughs> my mom, I remember like my mom hasn't been around me for a while, like oh, over the summer. So over the summer, right? So it was the last time I saw her was in December. So I come home for over the summer. We go to this fruit market. I pick my viola at the car. She's like, "What you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> "It's a hundred degrees." One, two. This is my life three i'm not leaving in a car and if you got busted windows you're gonna want me to pay for it um i don't feel bad i don't feel bad for him not even a little bit okay There's no part okay of hold on hold on <laughs> the only reason why i do is because i don't know yeah. i i don't feel i feel like a teeny bit bad because like he really mm. thought like yeah i'm gonna leave my instrument in the car like i just don't where understand. where i don't there's no <laughs> reason for you not to be able to bring you where you going you go, especially you, you were at the trap house okay <laughs> You go, where, I'm trying to figure out places places that one cannot bring a, a a big instrument into the trap house, a porta potty, the ocean, a porta potty, <laughs> a no, closet. This, this reminds me of um, a we coffin. Were, we, you were in L.A. and we were at we were going to somebody's house, and you were like, "You gonna have your base all up in his house?" And I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." But th- th- okay, but in my defense, no, I don't be mean like, that. I don't mean that. I know you didn't mean it like that. You just meant like, dang, we really about to bring this base in his house. But no, like, no, you no, must no. remember, I asked you before we had left because I was like, we were trying to figure out how we finished because we were going somewhere after, right? Mm-hmm. And we we're trying to figure out the logistics. And while we figured out the logistics, he's like, I'm have to bring it in his house. And I'm like, then I was like, you finna bring your base all in his house. And you're like, yeah, we gonna have to. <laughs> I asked you when we got there, sis. Oh no, I didn't mean that. Yeah, I didn't mean it like that. Like we, no, yeah, I meant it like before in the for the people before, who are listening. Yeah, we wasn't looking at her base in the car, and I was like, you gonna bring that in his heart? No, <laughs> no. <laughs> when we were when we were planning, <laughs> when we were planning, I was like, we gonna have to circle back, but we in L.A. You can't circle back nowhere. So she had to bring it. But I was, girl, I, I don't care how long it's gonna be. It could be five minutes. I I, mm. I I be going to Seven Eleven get some cashews. I'm bringing my viola with me because yeah, I one, I cannot afford another one. And two, mm-mm. yeah, you went you to bed. Went. You laid head to pillow. Yeah, good. Like I go in a restaurant. Yeah, so I got this. Where can I put it? <laughs> and I know it's harder for you. Like I, I bet you, you always try to go home first. Yeah, 
Yeah, I but, bet you always try to go home. But you know how many times I pull up to the house tired after a long day, and I'm like, oh, now I'm like, oh, I gotta bring my freaking base in the house. It's just annoying, but I, just I must do you, it. I'm, I can't imagine you <laughs> pulling up to your house and be like, I wow, get in the morning. I am exhausted. I will leave my base here. My multi thousand dollar base. I'm just gonna leave the car. It's gonna be fine. Besides the, you know what? Good. I'm glad it happened. I bet you won't do it again. They might find it. They might if if he. But you know what? If maybe someone tries to pawn it off because you if you if you try to pawn it like you can you can call the local pawn shop oh. to tell them. Oh. But. So I'm looking at a, a a thing that was posted. The original article is from the 22nd. Um, apparently, it just got found by the police. Um, good for him. After, after he put up a GoFundMe. First of all, if he you put up a GoFundMe for you, a new tip. If you, if you have the money to donate to something like this, please come up. Please come talk to me. Because he raised. Who his friends I need 2000 I need $100 For this tuba that You gave away (laughs) He ain't want that tuba He did not want that tuba At all That's why he left it in the trunk This is is not the uh, This is not the first time I heard about people getting tuba stolen Are tubas really a hot commodity It's big and shiny Must be expensive But how did you see someone putting it in their trunk What kind of car he got Oh no! How do you? How does one break into a trunk? You can break into a trunk. Yeah, I think so. Or maybe they broke into like the it's thing and popped the, and popped the trunk. Oh, or also if you got a car, you can break into the car and then yeah. pull that back seat thing down. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, Man, I'm really upset they found it. I'm sorry. I'm upset that he got not. that that people really spent their hard earned money to help him buy a new tube after. He probably I'm sorry. told half the story. I'm sorry. I mean, but I, I could see how people who are not musicians being like, "Oh, tuba got so you know," because they don't see nothing wrong with it. I see something wrong with you leaving your tuba in the car overnight. You you really went you went in and and put head to pillow and left. Your, why would you leave your tuba? You at your house? I'm, I'm mad they found it. I know that sounds terrible, but I, I'm mad they found it. That's freaking ridiculous. Why would you? What are we talking about next? I'm, I don't want to move on. I honestly feel. <laughs> I can't I say mean, that I'm I, mad I, honestly, that they found it. I'm mad. I'm no. mad about the about the donations. That's what I'm mad about. I can't believe it. No, I'm mad they found it. <laughs> he should have. He he could have still been looking for that show. <laughs> it's a long update. Um, so I I'll link the article has a link to the GoFundMe page, but shows all the updates and stuff. Because I'm not about to read all of this. I didn't realize that they have found it. Um, recently. Who, but who you know what? Um, whoever I think his mama or some yeah his mama. Who wrote the article? The article was by um some local local news by some ABC. Some local news. Oh, it's like a local branch of ABC news. Um, this reminds me. Okay, you know my article limit. My article limit is up with the strad. So. <laughs> Um, but this reminds me like a day or two after I read this, somebody on my Facebook feed got his guitar stolen when he left it in the car. When are y'all gonna stop leaving stuff in the car? Your guitar. It's not even hard to take that out. Your guitar. 
Girl. And it, but he found all, it on OfferUp. Somebody was selling it. <laughs> um, That's funny. And I was like, I, I hope, I hope they made you buy it back. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't gonna hold you. I ain't gonna hold you. Before I owned a nice Viola, I would leave my Viola car all the time. You're, like your mom driving you around, you know, bringing that junk in the store, or whatever. So <clears throat> all I had to see was one person get their stuff stolen on Facebook, and I was like, oh, okay. So what we not gonna do is lose in the car no more. And now I got my good stuff. I'll be dog. You might as well leave a kid in the car. Well, what else you gonna leave? I mean, it's a little different. But it's like if you wouldn't leave a, t- if you would not leave one, will get you sent to prison. <laughs> oh yeah, but I'm just saying, like if you if you wouldn't leave an infant, okay, let's be real. Okay, if you wouldn't leave a dog in the car, you should leave your instrument in the car. You're eight. But a lot of people leave their dogs in the car. Unfortunately, if you care about your musical career, then you get a hot dog. All right, Michael Vick. Oh, oh shoot! You're annoying. I'm proud of that one. <laughs> a hot dog. A dead dog. It's not funny. Oh, shoot. Everybody on here going to know this is the vegan, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> the vegans would not oh. stand behind you on this one. Oh, they're pissed. <laughs> um, they riding Peter right now, right? <laughs> um, yeah, but this dude, he he like Oof. a senior at USC Thornton, leaving your guitar in the car. So no, he I, not. Yes, no, he not. Yep. Delaney, get off. I hope you know. What? I hope your conductor. You know, I mean, I hope your professor like, saw that too. No, Delaney. No, I'm he's not, not lying to you. You are freaking lying to I'm my not face. Lying to you. No, you. Yes, you are, Delaney. You go to a school like Thornton and you ate the thing you saying, well, at least semester over. No, 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 not this guy, the guitar guy. The tuba guy is the one that said at least the semester is over. They both bad. I mean, yeah, they both bad, but. <laughs> but he had just done his senior recital, the guitar guy had just done his senior recital. I'm like, imagine this the day before. That would not make me feel no better. Well, done with VL forever, so. I mean, but still. <laughs> yeah, I guess. That's an added that was pressure. But he was like, "Well, we done with this, young." In case you want it, right? Free guitar. <laughs> in case you were one of those people that was considering leaving your your thing in the car, please don't stop um, leaving your instruments in the car. Right. Um. Other news. This I hate week. when kids be like, oh, okay. "My my my dad put they put my violin in the car, so I have it for for orchestra this afternoon." I'm like, "Your car, your thing, been sitting in the car." In the Rochester winter for seven hours, <laughs> so he. Ain't. <laughs> oh gosh! Ooh, Chile! Wow! All right, let's move on. Um, Marin Alsop, I hope I'm saying her name right. Um, has, or is um presenting a women's conducting master class. Okay. Um. It's going to be taking place at the Royal Festival Hall um, in April 2020. Um, basically, it's going to uh, be a masterclass with her and a couple of, I think, like five or six um, rising star women conductors. Um, and they're going to be conducting an orchestra that's made up of musicians from the BBC Concert Orchestra and the South Bank Symphonia. Um, they're going to 
be they're going to be playing a variety of repertoire um under five conductors um and then they're going to be able to get expert guidance and feedback uh from both uh alsup and the musicians um it's a free event but it is ticketed so i'm gonna link like the the page where you can see like about getting tickets and that sort of thing and also you can apply for it um the deadline is january 12th um would love to see some chocolate ladies on stage right. if you can imagine um so yeah i'm gonna link that so y'all can see uh what's up with that and then last but not least, a former black excellence, Omar Thomas, um, has recently won the Ravelli Award, um, which was presented to him by the National Band Association. Um, it's the 2019 William D. Ravelli Award for his 2018 composition, Come Sunday. Um, he has received a $2,000 cash reward. Um, and he is also the first African-American composer um, to win this award okay <laughs> it won't be the last at, at all we coming for your next so period all right y'all dang that was a long we, we went through a lot but um yeah intermission yeah okay <clears throat> so intermission so in the car no, <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> let me <laughs> let me go get it hopefully it's still there um this is the last episode of the year yeah y'all so Dang, um, it is, huh? mm-hmm. so in true katie fashion we'll be doing some, doing some reflection but it's not as um to be kind to delaney it's not as for 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 as it was last year because last year was like and then and then what you feel so um <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's a little gosh it's a little less like that but okay you can play along as well um when i listen to podcasts that have stuff like this i kind of think to myself and write stuff down and reflect so join us if you'd like okay so what is the biggest lesson uh you learned this year oh gosh here we go (laughs) um i did not know you really do love a good reflection this year flew by to me. Um, but I think I said, I think we answered this question in a previous episode. I think I said something like, you could tell how big of a lesson it was because I can't remember it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> learned it, front ones and backwards. It was like, everything's not going to go according to plan, basically. Mm-hmm. And you just have to adapt. Um. Yeah, for sure. Um, life sucks sometimes. Okay, <laughs> is that your lesson? <laughs> yup. <laughs> the biggest lesson I learned this year um was to apply again, and um it's a simple little ditty, but um I heard one of our Black Excellence say it to me at Gateways, and just hearing it like just in in, in out loud in plain English like. You might not get something the first or second or third time, but just apply again. And I'm, it's simple, but, like, it really just stuck with me. Yeah. Um, I remember one time uh, Joseph Kanye was put on his Instagram, like, this is the first letter I got back from the Philadelphia Orchestra before he was, like, in the orchestra. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, and then he went back, and now look at him. Now look at him. King of the whole Megillah. <laughs> okay, so. 
Okay, so let's play a little game called Highlight Reel. So um, even though the thing I remind myself about social media is that it's it's literally a highlight reel. And I think once you once you realize that it kind of makes it kind of makes it like less pressure because it's like people only post ugh, most people only post the things that are going the, really the well parts. in their lives. Yeah, mm-hmm. because it's like you don't really want to get on the ground and be like, damn, my boyfriend broke up with me last night. And, <laughs> you know, some people do that called, too. And it's like, come on. Nah, nah. Yeah, so I said my old story. <laughs> Audition number 4073. <laughs> and I still haven't made it past the first round. And, I'm and, they, and they told me I really should just put it down forever. but And I'm really thinking, uh, let me comment down below if you think I should. So, <laughs> well, let's. Well, well, you know what? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. Um. So, what are a couple of things that you are proud of that you accomplished this year? Um. I when I played that opening couple movements with as a duet. Um, before the LA Field concert, I am proud of that because me and um, he's to my left, my bass, um, have been going through a time this year, to be completely honest, um, mm-hmm. that I, and I don't talk about that, but uh, we've been going through a rough, a rough time together, and that was something that I had to do, like I was asked to do it, and I'm like, oh, what am I going to say, no, like, no, nah, I'm good, fam. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um <laughs> and so that was a time where I had to pull it together and I didn't think I was going to be able I didn't think that was going to be as successful of a performance as it ended up being especially mm-hmm. just considered the the pressure of something like that. Um but that's something I'm I'm glad I accomplished this year because it really took a lot. I get emotional when it comes to when it comes to playing and mm-hmm. like, you know, being hard on yourself and that sort of thing. So I really had some some ups and downs leading up to that performance but it it turned out really well so which i've never said before so that's how you know it was good <laughs> you'd be like dang i did that didn't i anything else you want to add no um for me a couple of things i'm proud of this year um for one i thought my graduate recital went well hmm. Drop the recording, um, sister. We'll never drop the recording. Why? You ever um, send me the recording actually, of eyeglasses? I mean, I missed uh, that shift, so but I still want to hear it. Maybe. Yeah, I can send it to you. Um, I'll be posting it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> we signed it. I used it for something recent. Something somebody needed a chamber music since I don't be playing no chamber music. I really missed that shift. Oh well, it's fine. Have we played it since? Let's no. play it again for somebody. Well. Um. I have to find my part. Anyway, that's the point. Um, I, I I reflect back on my my undergraduate recital, which was forty minutes, because of my playing ability and also the requirements for my degree. I was getting music ed, music ed majors at my university had different recital length requirements. Um, so I think back to then about what it was what, what I was able to do, and then think back to my my graduate recital and how like <clears throat> it was literally an hour and a half and i was like that was a huge deal for me like, and also on, whole box week like 
I put a whole box suite from memory and it's like that might not be a big deal to a lot of other people but like to me it's a huge deal because it's a lot of music I've never done anything like that before if that if somebody says um, that's not a big deal to them they're lying I mean because some people like it's like people just play box from memory like the whole thing I know, know but the whole suite that's not like I don't feel like that's common like to the point where it's like oh yeah yeah I did that last week you know that's true I mean Mr. Taylor sounds like that's what well, okay, that's, that's Mr. Taylor. Mean, yes, true. Mr. Taylor be like, <laughs> what? What? Shady, shady boots. Okay, um, legend. He, he make it seem like that's just what his students do. So I was like, well, we ain't never did nothing like that before. So, mm-hmm. um, definitely part of that. I also graduated the Eastman School. I, I, I said that already, so I'm not going to dwell on that. But like, that's that's big for me. And then. Yeah, I went to Poland this year. Right, among other places. Back, I was looking back because I, I really get hard on myself. I really, I, I want to stop. I don't know how. But I, I really be like, wow, you really don't be doing nothing, Katie. Like, you really just be. Okay. Like, you really got to get it together. Like, these are conversations I have with myself daily. So, and I, I go back and I look at goals that I set for the year. And I'm like, I did everything. I did, like, a lot of the ones that I said I was going to do. I stepped with an orchestra this year. That's something I said I wanted to do. Like you what? I traveled. I stepped with an orchestra. That's something I I said I wanted to do this year. Oh. I didn't know how to So it's when like did you do this. Did a couple weeks ago. Played some holiday music. So it was a good a good little. I didn't know Katie was a, okay. Katie in the CSO. Period. Okay, so anybody say all that? But um, yeah, this year went a lot better than I than I led myself to believe it did. So. Um, thankful for that. Okay. Um, things you didn't accomplish this year that you want to next year. Okay, heat on my neck. I don't think I accomplished anything that I said I was going to, but I accomplished other things that I didn't expect to. So it kind of, I wouldn't say it balanced out, but at least it was not like I came to the end of the year and was like, dang, nothing. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that was me a couple weeks ago. I was like, "Hey, can you do nothing? Sit on that couch, huh?" <laughs> yeah. So I think, um, I mean, pretty much you can go back to the to last year's episode and hear all the stuff I said I was finna do, and I didn't really do any of it. Don't, but don't um, do that because y'all ain't right. Don't do that. <laughs> if you already listened once, that's enough. Um, I think one thing I guess is like following through more things i things for myself i follow through on things that other people depend on me for which is why like from the outside looking in it looks like my life might not be as in shambles as it actually is because they're like no you're doing classically black you're doing black streets you need you doing pra 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 and i'm like yeah because that's the stuff everybody sees so that's what's, what gets done and gets done well um but i'm trying to do more things for myself because at the end of the day it's like you know you gotta take care of yourself mm-hmm. um and that just that that means a lot of things like just doing things like i said oh i want to travel i ain't done i'll just be sitting in my house so like you know just trying to do things that i said i want to do rather than sitting around and staring at the wall for me something that i want to accomplish I don't know if it exact if I said that said it on the podcast or if I said it like to myself because I I sit down and I write everything I want to do out for the year, and it's one thing I want to do is like stop waiting until the last minute to do things like I I think I've convinced myself that I work well under pressure, mm-hmm. but 
I think that's a response to how I treat things. I don't think it's like I actually work well under pressure because I will get stuff done. Yeah, you know like, what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like because you have to, but it's like yeah. <laughs> but I I don't get a thrill of having of having tapes due at midnight and it's eleven o'clock and my my tapes are only at eleven percent. Like that Oof. that is I don't get a thrill out of that junk. Like <laughs> I don't know how <laughs> you do that. Like. I hate that I, I'll, I'll pack for one time I packed for an international trip the day of like the day I was leaving like oh that's me I don't like I wait to the very last minute to do laundry I went to the very I'll post my blog at like three in the morning on the day that it's supposed to be like it's just like mm-hmm. everything for me is like I, I'll deal with it when I get there and it's like I don't really love doing that the only thing I don't treat like that is viola because i don't have i might i know how i am if i don't really know something i'm gonna be looking like i'm gonna be sound like my students so okay i need to get i need to get on that wave because i just be looking out here i cannot do viola last minute i cannot do like it's going to be a disaster it don't matter i know it's gonna be a disaster i just let it be anyway okay (laughs) (laughs) and like I, i don't know I don't want everything to because sometimes stuff is just better at the last minute. Like I like when you pack for a trip three days in advance, I feel like that's just a waste of time. I, I don't know. Yeah, three days it's is like, a bit much. But tell that to me at four o'clock in the morning packing for my Mexico trip when I gotta be at Disney Hall in an hour. <laughs> See? That's like that kind of stuff. I did okay, I to be fair, I did that when I went to New Zealand, I, I packed the day of and I like I didn't forget anything, but I would never forget how it felt. And I saw yeah. like I just I, I'm doing a night before like that that's just probably but yeah I want to start waiting till last minute it's not fun you want to have a planning session sister and then Delaney said you know what you be doing that I was like wait huh is you be you be making a list of stuff you got to pack and then I can't do that oh it's I, I have to pack it. I literally make a list of like even the clothing items like black pants no, yellow shirt <laughs> because i will forget it i will forget and then there's certain things like i put them in sections because obviously there's stuff that goes no. in your thing you could that stuff that goes in your carry-on there's stuff that you have to have on hand like your passport phone like passport phone oh. wallet that's all in its own little section because like you must have that and you must have it like on hand with you and then it's i get the the clothing item things is is where it gets excessive but remember when i brought the wrong blazer to to oh i was gonna say to nashville to tennessee <laughs> when we were in Tennessee, shout out to Mara, who is the only person alive that knows why that's funny. <laughs> um, and we won't say why. I'm sorry. Remember? See, you got. I get that. That's a little obsessive. But I'm planning a trip right now, and I got my itinerary. I'm planning out where I'm having all my meals, on my whatever. No. <laughs> Let me tell you what I'm gonna do. Let me tell you. What I'm, I'm a very last minute person, and I actually paid the price for this like not paid the price necessarily but like when i went to was in germany and poland like i was buying i bought the hotel my train left at 12 i bought the hotel at 10 i had no idea what hotel i was gonna stay in at poland until <laughs> like that <laughs> that trip was wild i was just i don't know what i don't know what came over me i bought my berlin field tickets an hour before like i don't know what was going on i was like i could okay come on we go like <laughs> it was a mess but the most I'm going to do for an international trip is put my passport on my table in the kitchen and then set an alarm and be like, don't forget your passport. And that's it. I'm packing. I'm just putting 
stuff in a suitcase this could be cute this could be cute too this could be cute as well this might be could be cute then i go through my morning routine put all that stuff into a plastic bag boom done so now i got forty-seven thousand outfit options but it take 30 minutes to pack that's I it i mean also yeah the prep it takes me longer to prep packing than it does actually pack i feel like but <laughs> like that's freaking crazy to me freaking listen junk i'm not that i'm not an organized person like okay but aren't you trying to be more i also no, because my life isn't crumbling enough for me to want to okay dang <laughs> <laughs> so i guess mine is damn um no some people are disorganized my friend nikki my, my friend i'm not Nikki's fully organized I, I think i appear more organized than i actually am like my room is in disarray my room my room tarries on the side of queen Mo- it's mainly clean yeah it's not like my room's not like nasty or nothing no nasty and messy are two different things yeah two different things you ain't got you ain't you ain't stepping over pizza crust on the floor <laughs> right got chicken bones in my drawers and stuff right because you ain't you ain't want to go to the garbage <laughs> nasty junk like that if i'm reading you good <laughs> um okay was 2019 good to you uh yeah i mean i took a whoa, whoa, whoa sorry the beginning of the year the beginning of the year first couple months when i was in school was terrible but i think that was residual from 2018 and also just like it's hard to do things when everything is like constantly in motion so like it's hard to make changes when you're in school and you have a routine and things must get done and that sort of thing mm-hmm. um but overall, it wasn't as bad as 2018, and I think in the grand scheme of my life, it was an important year, I guess. Yeah, I would say 2019 was good to me for the same reasons it was in 2018. So, um, I was, yeah, I would say overall, I'm not going to get too much of my life. I mean, some stuff I'm still dealing with from 2018, so that kind of Yeah, 2018 sucks. was like, doozy. Oh, there's some residual both, 2018 in this year so 2020 i think is when we yeah. go really we, we we really popping and it was like it was bad to us for different reasons i think but at the end of the day i feel like it was still just freaking terrible like and i hate to complain about that because like yeah like the god wake me up another day I mean, yeah. yeah but and some mm, but that day was terrible hard to get through that day was terrible <laughs> so it's like you don't want to be ungrateful it's like i know some like, people didn't make it to see 2018 but whoo some days no okay let me not so, say that, let me not say that. I, but I, girl, I know i know exactly what she was gonna say so you right here i hate that and christians love to say that well he woke you up this morning and started you on your way i'm like ready to drag I, you through the mud i hate understand that but i feel like christians who just have like these pre-packaged um responses to you complaining about your life is like or showing not complaining but like showing yeah expressing like, your life emotions not, yeah expressing your emotions about your life there we go and it's like really annoying it's like life kind of sucks sometimes and like yes like it's gonna work out but also like i'm allowed to feel this way it freaking sucks the world is crumbling around me i feel like there's no way out (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when it's gonna get better and him waking me up this morning is not what i want to hear okay yes thank you but also now what we're gonna do (laughs) but you know what 2019 2018 was such a doozy it couldn't even fit everything inside of it and the problem i had with 2018 for me is that it started off good that's the problem i had with 2018 and then all of a sudden like a like a ton of bricks but you know what 
I do. I am grateful for 2019. I think 2019 was good. Yeah, a good year. Some. It wasn't. It wasn't my best year, but it was definitely a good year. Yeah. What's your? Is your best? All your best years coming up. My best year was 2017. That was no, my, it's coming up. Your golden year is coming up. Because oh, you turning 27. Golden. I hope it's the golden and not piss Because my year, my golden year was when I was 17. Um, And for y'all that know, don't know, your golden year is the day that you were born. So I was born on October 17th. So when I was 17, that's when I got into Eastman. That's when I graduated high school. Like, you know, so it was pretty good. Yeah. I got into my I mean, dream I'm school. I'm declaring the 2020s a good year, but we're going to see. Mm-hmm. I'm still 26. 26 was not a, to me like 26 was not the best birthday. Not not because of what I. Oh, did, I'm freaking met like, Beyonce when I was 17. Okay, yeah. Oh shoot, yeah. <laughs> I was for sure. That's how 26 was an interesting birthday because it was, was kind of like you wake up and now you don't have health insurance, and that was like mm. difficult for me. Yeah. To, I'm like, so we just here, we just out here. Um. Okay. Sorry if that was a downer to you, but we're moving on. So don't worry. 2019 was a great year. Mazel tov. Okay. okay. So let's let's switch gears a little bit. What do you believe some of the biggest progressions that were made in this decade in classical music? Classical Black Podcast was founded on November 12, 2018. No, I'm just kidding. And that's all period. <laughs> period. Okay. You didn't have to go oh. back with the... <laughs> Um, I almost I almost made that one of the things for our for our topics, and I was like, that is so vain. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, and I also dang it the whole decade. Like, I mean, I, I that's a bit much, but <laughs> um, I don't know. One of the big the biggest progressions that we've made. That's so that's super super hard to say. Well, for me, like when when I was constructing this question, so one thing I thought about is like. Well, two things I'm thinking about is like we see a, the we see a lot of growth in trying to figure out, even though it's not always successful in my opinion, mm-hmm. we see a lot of growth in trying to get more black and brown people into classical music. Yeah. Whether it's I feel that was a huge thing this decade. Whether it's through El Sem Inspire programs, whether it's through an orchestral fellowship, and it's like people who people who like um are pessimists they'll be like well they get tax breaks for that i'm like well yeah but girl, also girl what anybody think about that but, right but also it's like you see orchestras no matter what the motive they seem like they try and they care and a lot of the products of these programs garrett adam um andrew are mm-hmm. now in in, orchestra. in orchestras so it's like and who's to say like i'm not well i'm not gonna say that but Either way, um, I think that's a huge thing. Another thing is uh, that's not so not focused on that realm, but I think people people love to say that classical music is dying and and classical music is not relevant anymore, and ain't nobody doing classical music, and y'all boring. And it's like I feel like this this decade has really shown people's creativity and dedication to making classical music live on we've seen classical we've seen classical music podcast we've seen um classical music and social media mm-hmm. we've seen um i was going you on wikipedia they have like classical music history or whatever and it's like the amount of appointments of 
directors across the world across the globe it's like pages and pages of appointed to the symphony appointed to the symphony it's like people are still doing classical music it's like it's not going anywhere you have people like the Amani winds and the harlem quartet like reinventing classical music trying to do classical music in different ways like i feel like even though people are always afraid that classical music is finna die it's like it, it's really not you got people who are advocating for it it's really not finna go nowhere and i think we really saw like a good a good like um representation of that idea in the 2010s yeah i was gonna say yeah the first thing um i was trying to figure out a way to say that because at first i was gonna say like the fellowships but i think you put it better by broadening it and including everything that had to do with Mm -hmm. the diversity initiatives like i didn't know how to say that because i didn't want to say the fellowships exactly because although it's great like like you said there's a lot of uh there are people who are products of those programs that have won jobs there's also like a lot of stuff before that that needs to be done so um mm-hmm. that includes like the El Sistema Inspire programs and that kind of stuff and also like like I was saying when we were talking about the topic of this episode like I didn't even play the bass 10 years ago so mm-hmm. like so I'm like my scope of like what's been going on in classical music is really like very centered in the last like two years because that's when yeah. I like went to college and like was out of Mm-hmm. like more in the classical music world and then that's when i got into like all the all the black stuff in classical music the gateways the sphinx all yeah. that kind of stuff so mm-hmm. cool cool okay i think i have one more um okay so what we talked about progressions that were made in classical music but what progressions would you like to see in the next decade like we we're doing this episode <laughs> In, in 2029 what are you gonna say Oof, what do i want to see in classical music i would love to see a little bit of like i would love to see um all this programming that we're trying to do to like push push forward the program that we're doing with these major orchestras i would love to see um that repertoire taken more seriously yeah um because i understand that you're playing florence price symphony you're playing a samuel coleridge taylor whatever whatever like i i get that but at the same time like you're playing that and you're introducing to the public that's great but there are so many other aspects of classical music that you guys that that could use this sort of music like an education like you would you we still it don't matter you can't it doesn't matter like how much you say it's important to uh learn this music if our excerpt li- list is still going to look the same, you still right. going to have to play Don Juan. You're still going pl- to have to play Beethoven five. You're still going to have to play Mendelssohn, whatever, whatever. But like, I just feel like there's, there's room for educational institutions and orchestras to include more diverse repertoire and other aspects other than just like, oh, we're doing this what concert for black history month, or we're doing this other concert here or there. Um, yeah, but I would love to see like to to get a, a rep list for an orchestra and and see William Grant still on it. Yeah, and I feel like it's it, I feel okay. I feel like it's not hard to do just because even though classical music is one that's built on tradition, like it's like you go into an orchestra audition, like you know you finna see Don Juan. Or if you don't see Don Juan, you finna see Helen uh, Lady, you know. You know, it's like I look at a list. I get mad if I if I see other stuff. Like I get mad if I, you ask for Mendelssohn four. I'm like, why? You can ask for Mendelssohn scared so. So, mm-hmm. 
however it don't even have to be like that i took an audition one time that they they asked for excerpts and it was the same it was the same whatever whatever excerpts you know what i'm saying hiding variations whatever whatever and then you get to the final round and it's like okay you're gonna play this duet by some new viola composer and you're gonna play the top line and it's like it could be something like that you know what i'm saying because it's like I understand there's a reason why we have the things we have in place, right? There's a reason why they asked for Don Juan. It's a reason why they asked for Chike Six. But there's other ways that you can incorporate black people to make us feel like you really care yeah. instead of getting trying to get clout from the black community during Black History Month. And I also don't think that there there are definitely a re- like every excerpt serves its purpose, but I also don't think that's the only excerpt that so that serves that purpose. Um, that is very true. Like I I don't think that you know say for instance um the second movement of Beethoven five that viola and cello line that they got like there's nothing else that would serve that that would serve that purpose like i'm not saying we gotta we gotta have a whole overhaul because obviously like you know (laughs) Mm -hmm. but like like you know a little little sprinkle in because like if you have people knowing hey i'm gonna be auditioned to get a to get a job they're gonna be like unless it's important to them inside like what what is going to encourage them what is going to be the reason for them to learn these to to learn this music yeah um i just feel like it it could be taken a little bit more seriously because it kind of seems like like kind of like a novelty at this point you know like a little just Mm -hmm. for decoration but it's like Mm -hmm. no this is still serious music like i remember when i heard that samuel Coleridge taylor nanette i was like you could have slapped beethoven's name on this (laughs) and and they would have believed you and they would have believed you. Coleman Shell would be writing. Like, like really, really, <clears throat> really be writing. So. And it's also, it's also what I, what, going off of that, one thing I would love to see for sure is like bringing other names to the forefront. It's like we talk about black composers and you take Florence Price, Grant Still, and Coleridge Taylor. Like, it's like talking about civil rights and only saying Martin Luther King and Rose Parks. It's mm-hmm. like, we we get it Florence Price is, is is great but there's there's so many people who are writing in tandem with the greats that y'all don't want to talk about that y'all don't want to program and so, that we don't know because I was looking at um when I was programming our Black History Month recital I was looking through the encyclopedia of black composers and under a vast majority of the names it was like it showed their work and it was like unpublished 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 mm-hmm. like the stuff is unpublished it's lost don't nobody know where it is or it's just right. sitting somewhere y'all gotta brush the dust off of it like like, I just feel like we really got to do some heavy lifting when it comes to like we have to seek this stuff out because it was swept right. under the rug before in its time, so it's not gonna be easy to find it. Also, listen, TT Flo don't want you to have her stuff. Her estate don't want y'all to have nothing. Okay, so the iron let's, grip. Let's, so why don't we go somewhere else and maybe when they maybe time will loosen them. Okay, but <laughs> right. She don't, she don't want, she don't want us playing her stuff, and neither do her. I was about to say something Jamaican. Neither do her family. So, uh, okay. Uh, one thing I was gonna say, one thing I would like to see is something that needs to be worldwide, but we'll start with classical music. Like y'all, y'all love. There has to be more. I'll say this has to be more diversity, like from one end of a company to the next like that's what i would love to see like i would love to see way more people way more people of color 
in administrative positions, not just on stage. Like it's it's mad cool that we're starting to see more black faces on stage. But there was a gift that went not a gift. It was like a picture that went around. I think Garrett posted first low key. And it was like a picture of like um one of them uh triangle things where it had uh you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Not off the top of my head. It was like with little people on it and it was like um, oh yeah 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 we put because i posted that you we both posted that on our story i remember that yeah the we value <laughs> this is so trifling the we value inclusion diversity and intersectionality corporate structure and it's like a whole bunch of white people like little stick figures a couple of a couple of like um tan stick figures and then all the brown all through the brown stick figures are at the bottom so it's like there needs to be more black people basically making decisions because my neck was hot thinking about my office <laughs> like there needs to be because where like where are the people calling you me <laughs> right and you gotta, you gotta answer department. somebody and i think there's yeah like you two gotta three more oh for real okay period I mean, I but mean, what, what are they making? Ellenfield has like over a hundred employees, so it's not that okay. Great. So there's all, there's that. So it's like I will. I mean, I'm I'm not. I don't want to say too much because I'm not really interested in admin. However, um, I don't I don't have to be interested to, interested to see that there's a problem. Like there needs to be black people making decisions, not black people reporting to other people. Because when <laughs> black people are, you can you can tell when black people are the ones making decisions. It just shows. Yeah, that happy Hanukkah stuff don't happen. I mean, not Hanukkah, Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. You hear me? <laughs> right. That that is freaking wild. And if you if you if you switch that around, and if it was like a picture of white students, and you if you said something like ridiculous, like it was been. And it's like you go to them. We had no intention. I'm like okay anyway that's the end of the intermission we are moving on (laughs) all right topic so we wrapping up the decade y'all and we're gonna go through the years in the 2010s and we're gonna talk about some of the the um at first it was the best some of the best strides made in classical music some some of the most important things that's happened through the decade however not all of these are positive happy but most of them are most of them are but i said like the most notable yeah notable. most notable and also even the ones that aren't positive are important like really important for classical music so i'm gonna go ahead and get this started with 2010 in 2010 amani wins launched their chamber music festival so um amani wins it's a little band that you should know about okay. um <laughs> they um i think we talked about them before but yeah. they're um they're a wind uh ensemble and they what's the name for that is it the wind quartet, quintet right? yeah yeah they're a wind quintet and um they play a lot of uh music by people of color and they do a lot of community service and a lot of work in new york city um and they were founded i don't want to lie maybe 2002 i'm not lying 2002 2003 but they launched a chamber music festival um, in New York, I believe they do it at Manus, um, and it's gotten really, really, really big. And I'm just happy for Monica and everything she's doing. She's just so sickening to me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that happened in 2010. In 2011, um, LA Phil violinist Vijay Gupta founded uh, the Street Symphony. 
Um, he's since a couple months, I'd say at the beginning of this year, actually left the LA field to do Street Symphony full time. Um, but he founded it in 2011. It's um, an organization that presents nearly 400 free world-class musician engagements um, for disenfranchised communities affected by homelessness and incarceration in Los Angeles County. Um, there's a lot of LA Phil members that are in this because obviously the founder was in the LA Phil. Um, so it's really, really like high, high level concerts, like, and they have a lot of like heavy hitters, um, in terms of like musicians and people who are dedicated, uh, to community service. So they go to like Skid Row and do concerts, um, and also, uh, go to like the, like jails in LA County, and do concerts and also, um, they do monthly programs that also include like like playing with musicians in those communities because there are homeless musicians um on skid row um yeah so that was 2011 in 2012 um sandwich okay sandwich <laughs> okay sandwich <laughs> college somebody's hungry <laughs> I'm thinking about this torch I'm about to get after this. Okay. Samuel. <laughs> Samuel? Col- what is going on? <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Samuel Coleridge Taylor's opera Thelma. Oh, I love that name. It's so black. Um, premieres with the Surrey Opera. Um, and that was in London. And this was, this struck me because it's like Samuel Coleridge Taylor. Y'all just premiering opera his. But you know what? We, we mentioned before about the incorporation of of music by black and brown people and i think this was i think this is like a, a huge deal you know to have um an opera house uh premiere a work by a black composer um in 2013 um the harlem quartet wins a grammy award for best instrumental composition for mozart goes dancing I don't really know much more about that, but that happened. Come on, Grammy win, Grammy award winning. Right. That was, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't know much about the Mozart Goes Dancing piece. I said I was going to look into it, but I didn't get a chance before we started this. But, um, yeah, you know, I, I'm, I mess heavy with the Harlem Quartet, mainly Musa. But um, okay. <laughs> I don't really know everybody else. Oh, that's not true. Oh, I know the former violist, but now he and he and he gallivanting in the UK. Okay, in 2014, uh, Ray Chen began the whole, the visibility of classical music in social media. So, you know, classical music kind of seems like it's like off to the side, and ma- but not as much as it is today because you got people on social media making videos, making memes about classical music, kind of making it more... I don't, I don't want to say palatable, but maybe more accessible to the general public. And Ray Chen kind of started this whole movement of um, social media humor and classical music. Period. Um, in 2015, get gives their performance debut. Um, Period. Right. Um, in the UK, Chinake is like a majority black uh, orchestra or people of color. Um, started by Chi Chi uh in Wanoko, I think it's how she pronounces it cuz I thought it was in Wanoko, but mm. yeah. Um, we'll talk about this next one. Oh yeah, I do. The next one in 2016, uh Gustavo Dudamel and Youth Orchestra Los Angeles uh played at the Super Bowl 50 halftime show with Bruno Mars, Coldplay, and Beyoncé. Um 
it was so cute that when it cut to Gustavo like in the crowd conducting. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like I don't know. I just I picked one I picked this one just because it was um like one of the moments that brought classical music like into something that was very, very mainstream. Yeah. Um and I and there was actually some backlash for this from I'm not gonna say, I'm gonna say I'm not Yeah, gonna, there was some backlash. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say the person I'm currently thinking of because i didn't really hear a ton of backlash you know but also i wasn't like all the people i'm friends with are people that were happy it happened because um i was in yola but um they were like i thought it was gonna be it dumbed it down I'm like, and what i'm like you really thought we was gonna be up here playing Mahler five at the super bowl halftime <laughs> show like come on shut up no but for real like people were like i thought you they know, were gonna yeah. do some real music and i'm like yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna play freaking enigma variations yeah, y'all get out there on the on the fifty yard line playing Enigma variation for a a, cr- a crowd of like fifty thousand inebriated people. Yeah, okay. Y- yeah, now we're, now we're up there watching. Right. <laughs> like what? I saw that like the kids. I I didn't. I this ha- what happened? What year just happened? Twenty sixteen. I mean, what month happened in February? Oh, February. Right? Yeah. So it, it and it's freezing, right? So I just read the reviews. I'm like, this is so dope. Like, okay, Gustavo, I know I liked you. Period. And then um i'm reading the comments like the kids are props and i'm like what did you expect them to do <laughs> like what did you really expect them to do and like the what happened was let me see this is how it came about um chris martin lead singer coldplay saw a video of gustavo playing uh conducting the song uh simone bolivar orchestra in venezuela um loved the energy loved all that so he talked to this guy named davide Ross, rossi who is his like oh, orchestrator I love name, oh, I love name. <laughs> he's his orchestrator minute. who orchestra who was like okay i'm gonna orchestrate all this stuff and we're gonna contact gustavo and see what's up like see if he got some some kids that can play with us and like that's what happened like he saw he came across a video of gustavo conducting a youth orchestra and was like i want this in my performance like right and he and it wasn't even like oh we just showed up or whatever like chris martin was at our rehearsals like leading like months leading up to this like mm-hmm. greeting people you know like a yeah. celebrity he, he was you know at, in the studio with us and all that kind of stuff like it wasn't like it was like all right so we're gonna put these kids in the little you know like it wasn't like we was being swept to the side and brought out just right. for that and we you know like when people go to africa and, and they post with a bunch of brown kids like it, I, don't, I don't know it didn't feel like that but right i thought it was cool and also like there's so many moving parts it's like yes yeah, like it's really cool that gustavo's conducting and whatever but like people are also expecting coldplay you know what i'm saying it's like yeah they were mad you, people were mad because gustavo was off to the side i'm like it made me realize in the grand scheme of things how not famous <laughs> i mean like when you're you dealing with beyonce and stuff like when, you, when you're dealing with beyonce and stuff it's like nobody care I, about no gustavo do the mail right I, I'm, not, I'm not even like no t no shade like i don't expect where people thought he was finna be like on stage like with the, like you know what i'm saying it's like even if you look at um the the video beyonce dropped was that this year she dropped that this year or last year what? this year I'm, I'm blanking on her name she just dropped a huge thing jessica was in it homecoming why am i blanking on that yeah okay even when you look at homecoming it's like the musicians are like world-class musicians you got people from you got people from marching bands from um uh i'm forgetting i'm blanking on the name of the hvcu pmvu whatever it's like you have great musicians but who they watching they watching Beyonce. Like it's at the end of the day, it's like yes, the music is so 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 important. 
So I was like, come on, man. Like, they can't, they, when they announced the show, when they announced who's doing the halftime show, they said Coldplay and Beyonce mm-hmm. was doing the halftime. They ain't said Gustavo Dudamel <laughs> featuring Beyonce and Coldplay. They just. <laughs> <laughs> It's like people want people like it's never enough for people who who type from behind their screen. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? People who don't who have like the least impact and got the most to say. Like it's it's way more that goes into it than what you what you behold. Right. But you're just saying what you want to say. And you're ignorant if you really thought we were about to be up there playing excerpts and drunk. Right. They wanted a full they wanted down one top to bottom <laughs> from 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 rehearsal A to rehearsal W double Z, they wanted the whole down one, all of it, on the program notes. Ooh, Chile. Okay, you should do the next two since I did two in a row. Okay, so uh, twenty seventeen, James Levine and Charles Dutois stepped down. James Levine was the Met. Charles Dutois, I'm trying to remember which orchestra, somewhere in France. Was it in France? I don't know. Oh no, I'm mad because he don't work there no more. Nope. Um, <laughs> and this, <laughs> so before I don't want I don't want to get to line, but before I don't want to know the exact year, but before this, this, um, these two events, the Me Too movement has been going on. Maybe 2015, maybe 2016, maybe before that. I don't know exactly when it started. I think it, I don't know who started it. It was Toronto Burke. Do you know what year that was? No, I don't remember, but. But the Me Too movement had been going on, and we what we see here is a Me Too movement in classical music. Because let's to be frank, like people have been overstepping their bounds and abusing their power in classical music since the beginning of time. Like since since the very beginning, my co-op told me some stuff about her viola teacher in undergrad, and wow. my co-op in student teaching. She told me about how girls in her studio would not be left alone with their teacher, and I'm like, so how do you take a lesson? What? But so yeah, it's crazy. So it's like, um, this has been going on for a long time. But what we see now is that people not taking it. So and then really, um, Jimmy had the nerve to come around and try to sue for defamation. Like you defamated your own character. Right. Keep your hands to yourself. Period. Um, that pissed me off when you. That was a news. Was that news? I don't know. I don't think so. I feel like I read it somewhere. That made me really mad. Like you definitely, you like you did it to yourself. Yeah, I hate when people say that. I've heard like people be like, "Oh, they me tooed him too." I said, "He me tooed himself." Right. Like <laughs> what? Like don't get a job again. And his old shaky self probably can't get no job nowhere else. So you better hope that pension kicked in. <laughs> Talking about defamation of character, go on somewhere. Okay, twenty eighteen. Um, Sheku, Kane Mason played at the royal wedding. Yeah. And people, I didn't know. I was reading about it. people was calling him cello band all this stuff. I'm like, really? really? I didn't see all that. Maybe, maybe because I'm so used to seeing him on my timeline, it wasn't no, no thing. I was like, oh, he really, out, he really out here. Right. I didn't hear about all of that. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. Come on, go on, on then. Cello band and stuff like Check that. Who, come on then. Mm-hmm. Period. Um, in 2019, uh, the Inner City Youth Orchestra of Los Angeles began a partnership with the African School for Excellence. Um, creating two programs in South Africa that serve children in the Z- Zawadi, I think, in Tsukane townships um, in South Africa. Um, um, some of their staff went over and delivered 24 violins, music stands, and music supplies. And also they taught theory classes and um, witnessed the beginning of violin instruction in these townships. Um 
so these the two programs that they created ran uh, throughout the school year or are still running uh, throughout the school year so that was amazing and and also in that same um that same uh sort of realm of Iceola they also uh started the South Side of Chicago Youth Orchestra mm. um a couple months ago I saw I saw Caitlin and Kyle I was like all right period oh for real yeah okay. wait what was that earlier this year a couple months ago Kyle, Kyle asked me to play something down there and like it wasn't available I'm gonna be pissed if that's what it was oh okay. <laughs> well Ooh, Mr. Mr. Dixon knows you so yeah he Kyle asked me to play some gig and I couldn't do it but he said well, I'm playing with some kids in Chicago I'm like huh yeah that's probably what it was <laughs> <laughs> but I was I had a conflict okay it was over the summer wasn't it it was over the summer hmm. yup that's what it was conflict <sighs> okay so we have a couple um, a couple of honorable mentions that we wanted to say. Um, some of the stuff that we thought we shouldn't leave out. <laughs> okay, so the first one for me. <laughs> the Minnesota Orchestra went on strike in 2012. But I forgot how big of a deal this was because they were on strike for 15 months. Like 488 days. <laughs> I forgot how bad it was. Like they was not working. I like, couldn't believe. I could not believe that. You might as well quit at that point. Day. <laughs> I bet you like people who like older people who listen to our show probably when we were talking about Chicago were like, oh, this ain't nothing. Because I forgot yeah. that this happened. I forgot how bad this was. Wow. Lock, locked out for 488 days. That's crazy. And they're still trying to recover their salary. Uh, something said that they they're not gonna reach their original salary that they had or whatever until twenty twenty. But that's in a couple Here of days. Here we come. So. Right. Um. Oh, in twenty thirteen, Kim Kashkashian won the Grammy for the best classical instrumental solo. News to Katie. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it really was because at that at that time I was one trying to figure out why kim kardashian was playing the viol and how she won a okay. grammy for it people try to make me feel stupid i'm like i just got here i don't know nothing about what y'all talking about my mama did not listen to classical music i don't know who kim kardashian is but um thank god for growth because here we are and them people that judge me for that ain't doing much so um Oop. all tea all shade okay uh in 2016 <laughs> Speaking of strikes, the Philadelphia Orchestra went on strike in 2016. But here's why I thought this was an honorable mention because I mess with them because this type of petty stuff that I I look up to, I admire. Okay, livelihoods, <laughs> <laughs> livelihoods I, at stake. <laughs> I congratulate because this is like we fed up. They they went on strike an hour before the opening night gala concert. You like there's gowns and tuxes and right. tails. People and in their, people in their Sunday best. <laughs> and y'all, honestly, it's like that's how you that's how you shake it up. Be like, yeah, it's like, like we're serious. We're for real because I feel like they treat musicians any type of way. And I'm not talking about the Philadelphia Orchestra because I don't know what be going on on over there. But I'm talking about in general. Like I feel like sometimes I don't know. At least in my experience with like just being in school, I don't have the professional. And also, like, being a sub, like, I just be there. So, but the, in school, it's like, they don't really care about nothing what you got to say. So, I, if that's what it is, I can't really imagine what it is for, to be in a real orchestra. But, yeah, show them what you, show what you mean, what you say. 
All right, and another honorable mention in 2017, Hillary Hahn um, started the hashtag 100 Days of Practice, which y'all are still doing. Congratulations. Um, yeah, but that kind of blew up in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I guess it, it kind of changed. It honestly changed uh, classical music on Instagram because it promoted a lot of people. I mean, obviously, with Hillary Hahn doing it every single day, one through 100 sounds perfect. But. Um, <laughs> But it promoted a lot of people showing like progress and like showing yeah. that it's not always it don't always sound like day one hundred. Sometimes it say it sounds like day twelve. You know, right, right. So we about to speed through some people who've gotten jobs in this decade. Black people, come on, congratulating them. Yeah, so we gonna just uh, bullet through this real quick. Okay, Joseph Conyers, um, he got assistant principal. Of, of the Philadelphia, okay, the Philadelphia Orchestra. Philadelphia. <laughs> Orchestra. So much for speeding. So much for speeding through. Joseph Conyers, Philadelphia Orchestra. Period. That's on period. Okay, that's not. We already. Oh, <laughs> right. Second one, Gary McQueen, uh, Knoxville Symphony. Uh, bassoon is what is the second bassoon? Of mm-hmm, Knoxville Symphony, so. um, he got in 2013, um, and he's also done uh, other things with WUOT 91.9 FM in Knoxville. He started that. He started um, doing that in 2016, and then he moved to American Public Media, where he now has his podcast Triloquy. Shout out to Triloquy um, in 2018. And through the night. Oh yeah, and music through the night. Um. Adam Sadbury, Principal Flu, Memphis <sighs> Symphony, twenty nineteen. Let me just I, ridiculous. I gotta move on because if I get if I get if I pull over at Adam, we'll be here all night. Yeah, we, we, um we. Andrew Francois, um, violist in the St. Louis Symphony. He got that in twenty nineteen. Period. Francois, my studio mate, none grad, period. Um Kalina Bavel, Memphis Symphony, twenty nineteen. She's assistant uh conductor there. Um, Joseph Young was uh appointed the music director of the Berkeley Symphony earlier this year in twenty nineteen. Uh Anthony Parther, uh one of many appointments, but this year <laughs> San Bernardino Symphony. Um, yeah. Uh, Andrew Brady, um uh, as a bassoonist at the Atlanta Symphony. He uh got that job in twenty sixteen. Shout out to him. He used to be my bassoon teacher. When he was here in LA, uh, Titus Underwood, Principal Oboe, Nashville Symphony in 2017. Anthony McGill, New York Philharmonic, uh, Principal Clarinetist, New York Philharmonic 2014. Like what? <laughs> I was what? I was telling the lady before we started recording. I was like, imagine just waking up in the morning and be like, I'm gonna go down to the North Field and just be Principal Clarinet. Like that doesn't make sense. And just to be me. that. I can't. That like, is the you. level of that that. <laughs> My brain cannot. I, what the heck? That error it's like error four hundred four. Yeah, <laughs> just <say. laughs> um, Damari McGill, Seattle Symphony, and um, he was appointed to um CCM faculty this year. Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to put the year, but Seattle Symphony was twenty eleven. Oh, okay, also he. he had the whole decade right okay. for um amanda collins escalante um started teaching at university of missouri columbia this year in 2019 and last but not least fl- flautist flutist <laughs> jacqueline cordova arrington um she is professor assistant professor of flu at the university of oregon 
started in 2018. Period. So it's been a decade full of black excellence and mess. Okay. So, <laughs> my type of decade. So, um, yeah, we are moving on. All right, to black excellence. Black excellence where we hype you up, gas you up, and give you your props because there is room for everyone at the top. This week is a black excellence, in my opinion, that is long overdue. Um, talking about Beverly Kane Baker today. Okay. Um, Beverly pl- began playing violin at the age of six, and actually, uh, she participated in a Suzuki violin shop uh, workshop w- uh, in Baltimore with Suzuki. How you popping from the begin? How you popping from the beginning? Imagine being popping all your life. I really wish I could relate to that. Like honestly, <laughs> because I know it's like okay, whatever. She was in a Suzuki program, so of course she finna go over there with Suzuki. But I imagine that they're not just picking any old body for the Suzuki program. You finna go meet the the dude. <laughs> I feel like there had to be some level of like vetting. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which kids finna go up to up to the schoolhouse and meet Suzuki and play Allegro for for the for the dude that wrote Allegro. Man, not the dude I can't relate to. Like, <laughs> uh, she got her bachelor's in music from the University of Missouri, Columbia. Um, she's played master classes with um, the Bow Art Trio, Tokyo String Quartet, and Lillian Fuchs. How you meet Lillian Fuchs? Like what? Okay. Um, in 1983, Baker joined the Virginia Symphony as a section player. Um, didn't take her long when she was appointed to assistant principal in 1987, and she won principal in 1997. Um, she's performed at Carnegie Hall with the Virginia Symphony when they made their Carnegie Hall debut. Um, she's been on the Today Show, and of course, she's performed at the Gateways Music Festival. She's made several solo appearances with the Virginia Symphony, the Virginia Arts Festival, and played Harold in Italy with the Bismarck Mandane Symphony. She's also performed with the Dover Quartet, and she's a member of the Ambrosia Quartet. And the Ambrosia Quartet, if you listen to a lot of chamber music recordings by Adolphus Hale Stork, um that's the quartet that's featured on there also a lot of his solo viola works um she's inspiration for though like she's an inspiration for sanctum like he wrote sanctum for he wrote sanctum for her like what like beverly is black excellence in so many ways and i think the main besides her like incredible playing and artistry like first of all listen to her to play i forgot what piece she played at gateways when that like power ensemble she was in and i was like if i could sound half as good as that like that would be the answer to all my problems okay and she well the thing i love so much about beverly is she embodies what i hope all black people in this field will do is like not be crabs in a barrel and like help each other like beverly is like literally a call away she's giving me so much advice um she's she's um she's offered because of of um schedule she's lives in virginia like i haven't been able to play for her but she's offered several times like she's like please play something for me like just, just play something play one thing. like play one thing for me you know and it's like i really appreciate that because you have people at the top who act like they at the top and that's really really annoying and she's just she's just not like that she's really like she wants to see black people winning and black people doing well um that's oh, yesterday um yesterday what um ujima collective work and responsibility period literally and emoji unity 
can all of y'all get like that? Like, can you realize that there's there is literally room for like we mean it. Like, there's room for everybody at the top. Like, it's a lot of y'all, not not all of y'all, but a lot of y'all got problems when you see other people getting stuff. You don't know what they went through to get that. That's that's one of my uh one of the things I'm most grateful for about myself is the ability to feel happy for other people. Because if you don't have that, that's a miserable. It's a freaking miserable because it will it will like when I say congratulations I'll be like girl what how you did it I, I freaking mean and that it I makes mean you feel better if everything's not going well in your life you'd be like dang at least you popping be popping enough for the both of us until I get myself like, together like <laughs> honestly it's like and also like why you want to be a bunch of around like a whole bunch of deadbeats like why don't you want to see <laughs> like, right, y'all quit hanging out with me like or just stop laughing because you're trash <laughs> see. <laughs> anyway i just understand why people like they they want to be the only ones getting stuff they want to be the only ones winning that to me doesn't really make any sense like you can't be unless you're adam sadbury you can't be principal at every single orchestra oh yeah that boy ain't playing another (laughs) second flute wood (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) um but yeah i just really admire beverly not only as a player but as a person and it's a long overdue black excellence so shout out to you beverly thank you for everything that you do see you in february (laughs) um period yep okay you got a piece of the week um yeah so my piece this week i just remembered i used to listen to this it's um romberg's trio for viola cello and bass it's mostly cello but it still sounds very pretty um so i'll link that below okay well happy new year y'all and we'll see you next year okay went to the outro yep (laughs) thank you so much for listening to classically black podcast don't forget to follow you follow us Mm -hmm. on social media follow yourself (laughs) y'all at classic black podcast if you got a piece of the week suggestion a black excellence suggestion um intermission intermission suggestion (laughs) What is this, episode 62? I still don't know what I'm asking for. <laughs> Send it to classicallybypodcast at gmail.com, and we will talk to y'all in 2020. All right. Bye, y'all. Bye.